Hello, and welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage Podcast. It's Friday, so I wanted to do something special and have my dad read his opening paragraph of non sequiturs since we are here in the same room. But he is battling a bout of the hiccups, so you'll once again have to settle for me. Topics on today's episode include the recent volatility in the bond market, an interview with Spruce CEO Patrick Burns, and a crystal ball on mortgage rates. Just kidding. Nobody has a crystal ball. Huh? Rates don't continually go down and then stay there for an indefinite period of time? No, they don't. There's an opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal that suggests we'll have herd immunity by April. COVID cases have dropped 77% in six weeks. Experts should level with the public about the good news. Every lender will tell a client that good economic news is bad for lower rates. We return to the question of, what's a lender's cost to create a servicing asset worth a point? Yes, yesterday's rate move was dramatic, though we're already seeing rates come back down slightly this morning, as you'd expect. But investors are already reminding their production force about monetizing their own database. Is a servicer staying front of mind for clients? Lenders are already changing tactics, and change is possible. For example, I got over my addiction to chocolate, marshmallows, and nuts. I won't lie, it was a rocky road. Today I wanted to bring on Patrick Burns, CEO and co-founder of Spruce, a modern title and closing company. Patrick, thank you very much for coming on the Crispin Commentary Podcast. I've been looking forward to having you for a while now. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So Spruce bills themselves as a modern title and closing company. Can you describe how you've developed your product as a national title company in, in what many would arguably describe as an archaic industry? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so our goal is really to partner with modern mortgage lenders to provide more efficient and effective title and closing solutions. And myself and and my co-founder, we don't come from title backgrounds, really came from financial technology, but we recognize the need to partner with industry experts to to marry our tech-focused mindset with their expertise. We really focused on serving the needs of online companies rather than being all things to all people. Um, So that's a focus on um, scalability, on efficiency, on enabling centralized processing. Another way of saying it is we have local expertise, but we have no local offices. So we can really focus on scalable partnerships, on technology integrations, and on really ensuring a, a productized experience no matter if you're closing a loan in, in San Diego, New York, or, or Oklahoma City. So you mentioned modern lenders there. What kind of mortgage lender would most be able to take advantage of what Spruce offers? We work with all types. We work with non-bank lenders, banks, credit unions, and so on. And it's really lenders at any phase of their modernization process. So that's maybe you know brand new startups or established banks. The important thing is that they're ambitious in their approach to providing a modern mortgage experience. Um, That often looks like, you know, maybe we're working with a consumer direct division in a company, but it's increasingly true of a retail environment too. It means different things, I think, within different organizations. And again, what's important is just that focus on efficiency, scalability, and a great borrower experience. I think that's something we could all get behind. So recently, we've seen a very low interest rate environment 
record refinance volumes, great margins for the industry. Has that low interest rate environment been positive for Spruce? It's, it's been great in the sense that it's it's allowed our clients to offer a great deal to borrowers at a time when, when they've needed it. Um, it's also challenged us to work even more on scalability and efficiency with our partners um, in an environment that's also forced us to rethink some internal processes and, and, and have mortgage lenders be rethinking their processes as we've had to move in large part to a work from home and remote environment. Um, I do think we also have to remember that prior to this boom, origination costs were continuing to rise higher than ever. And so the one thing that, that what I see you know, are the smartest lenders doing is using this as an opportunity to prepare for a post-zero um, interest rates world in order to plan now to keep costs under control when when the the getting's less good as it were, um, so we see that we see that across the board, and we think now is the time to be pursuing a more efficient, better borrower experience with fewer manual touch points. Yeah, and we've seen even over the last couple of weeks, Treasury yields have have risen dramatically, and mortgage rates have come up. I think the the thirty year fixed interest rate on surveys like Mortgage News Daily or Freddie, Ma- Freddie Mac's primary mortgage market survey have, have gone up by at least a quarter mm-hmm. over the last week or mm-hmm. two. So, so how do you prepare for that post-refi boom era? Yeah, I think that's, you know, you're already seeing the, the uncertainty in the markets lead into that and, and, you know, lead into, you know, lower lock volumes and so on. I think it's just staying focused on those basics though, staying focused on mm-hmm optimizing for uh, an efficient origination pipeline, optimizing for keeping costs, uh, time to close down, right? We're seeing that uh, that disparity creep in with um, large lenders and small lenders. There are winners and losers in terms of the time to originate. And that really has a difference in fallout rate when you know, you're talking about a, a variable interest rate environment. So I think these, these fundamentals of efficiency, of scalability and of ensuring that borrowers are are empowered, especially in their in their refinance tr- transactions, is absolutely critical. And those things are going to be exposed more and more as as that that sort of that volume um, has has top line pressure. And I think this is is an area of great interest to our listeners on this podcast. What's the best way for them to to reach out to Spruce if if they're looking for a modern title and closing company? Yeah, absolutely. I would encourage you to to get in touch. You can go to our website spruce.co and uh, and fill in a form there, and, and someone will reach out. Awesome. Thanks, Patrick. I uh, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and taking some time to talk to me. Thanks so much for having me, Robbie. Huh? You don't own a crystal ball and didn't lock in your borrower earlier this week? Unfortunately, I don't own one either. So once the price wars begin in the mortgage space, I may need to find a new career. I was thinking being a rapper would be fun. What do you think of this rhyme? When this pandemic ends, I'm gonna spend. Apparently, many others are thinking the same thing. And that is why mortgage rates went up yesterday. Investors are okay if the move is driven by inflationary expectations a quote-unquote technical move. But many believe rates have moved too far too fast. Will the Federal Reserve move from being comfortable with rates going up to monitoring rates going up? 
Due to the pandemic, our government is incurring huge deficit spending, with trillions of dollars more of stimulus coming. Someone has to pay for that. Every day we have a growing Federal Reserve balance sheet as the New York Fed continues to purchase Treasury and MBS. Fortunately, as older, higher interest rate debt matures, it is being refinanced by our government at lower rates, and this lower debt service is delaying the impact of the government spending. But the markets are certainly looking ahead to the pent-up spending that will happen as the pandemic, hopefully, winds down. Yet the market is realizing that ultimately someone has to pay for it, traditionally in the form of higher taxes. On top of this, inflation concerns are emerging, especially as investors look ahead to a potentially booming economy as the pandemic winds down. The Federal Reserve has made it clear that it can change course quickly based on economic conditions. The yield on the benchmark risk-free U.S. 10-year T-note hit 1.61% yesterday. The bond market experienced a relentless sell-off, with the 5-year and 10-year Treasury notes rising 19 basis points and 13 basis points respectively, largely due to inflation fears. The sell-off wasn't limited to just the U.S., with global bonds experiencing the same fate as equities were routed in the risk-off trade. Both Atlanta Fed President Bostich and St. Louis Fed President Bullard opined on the move. But neither was concerned about rising bond yields, with Mr. Bullard saying that the move is probably a good sign, and Mr. Bostich downplaying the need for the central bank to get involved. I got my hands on one of MCT's client-exclusive market flash updates yesterday and found useful recommendations for the deteriorating market and the new UM32.5 market coupon. Lenders should keep up with rising optimal hedge coverage due to rising pull-through, decreasing borrower rate attractiveness, and increasing weighted average stage in pipeline as lock volumes fall. With loans out of the money, be sure to enforce lock policies and prohibit free extensions. Take advantage of AOTs for their cash flow benefits. Watch out for possible decreases in Fed purchases of the 1.5 coupon and avoid cross-hedging that production with TBAs in the 2 coupon. The primary mortgage market survey from Freddie Mac for the week ending February 25th saw the 30-year and 15-year fixed rates jumping 16 basis points and 13 basis points versus the prior week to 2.97% and 2.34% respectively. The Mortgage News Daily 30-year rates jumped 13 basis points yesterday alone to 3.27%. Where's that dang crystal ball? Today's economic calendar is already underway with personal income and spending for January, up 10% and 2.4% respectively, both strong, and the trade deficit, which registered at $83.7 billion. We've also received core PCE prices, up 0.3%, meaning no major inflation. Black Knight reported that the number of mortgages in active forbearance rose for the second week in a row, climbing by 21,000 since last Tuesday, pushing the total of those in active forbearance back above 2.7 million, or 5.1% of all mortgage holders. Later this morning brings February Chicago PMI and final February Michigan sentiment. Today's month-end MBS purchase session sees the desk conducting the last two operations on the current schedule, totaling up to $5.3 billion. In the afternoon, the desk will release a new schedule covering the March 1st to 11th period that is expected to total $56 billion, or $6.2 billion per day. We begin the day with agency MBS prices better, up by 3 eighths to a half versus Thursday night, and the tenure yielding 1.46% after closing yesterday at 1.52%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Here's your riddle of the day. Michael J. Fox has a small one. Arnold Schwarzenegger has a big one. Madonna doesn't have one. The Pope has one, but he doesn't use it. Clinton used his all the time. 
Mickey Mouse has an unusual one. Liberace never used his on women. Jerry Seinfeld is very, very proud of his. Cher claims she took on three. We never saw Lucy use Desi's. What is it? The answer is a last name. Now get back to work on this last business day of February. Thank you for spending a few minutes of your time with us. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.